Welcome back, friends, to Visions Veiled and Violent. Last episode, our young band of heroes placated the close-minded local clergy members they'd rescued from assassins in an effort to gain information about the Shiners, the illegal moonshine guild that seems intent on killing the Zatis for their nosiness. Eventually saying goodbye to the old xenophobes, after relieving them of their coin purses, the party discovered new details of the dagger that Smedley gave to my character, the much-idolised rogue Luthander. The dagger appeared to be magically tied to the clockwork hawk that had been spying on the party earlier in the day. Attuning to the dagger once more, Luthander was discovered by the spellcaster directing the hawk, a figure wearing rune-covered gloves of the Dunahadreen, the dark elven folk sworn to destroy all Hanatas. Returning to the Carnivale with this new information, Nevitz and Jericho headed off to seek Mother Sylvanza's counsel, while Adwale, Moore and Luthander joined the Blue Veil troop priest Anton to rouse the Sundestan man from his coma. Unfortunately for the mysterious figure and the Zatis, someone had slit the throat of the nobleman while Anton was away from his tent. With that, back to the show. To Adwale. Adwale is out of rage. So Adwale finds the nearest thing that he can break without breaking people and breaks it. And what would that thing be out of curiosity? A pole, a leg, a bench, a chair, a table, a... Whoever slit this man's throat, its neck. Adwale, so uh, so as you you smash the, the nearest table let's see anton look at the the the, the dead man and go <gasps> clutch his chest and face plant into the straw at the the base of the tent i'm i'm looking at more saying what did you just punch me <sighs> yeah i think i think you are cursed it's not the day de- it, it doesn't matter did you just hurt your hand? I mean, <laughs> my... <laughs> no, I'm fine. Is that because you hit my rock hard muscles? Stop. I have been You're gross. Ugh. Take it up with your new girlfriend. I need to talk to this dog Um, because I they do. have a lot to tell me. They're telling me a lot. Um, What was that? Someone fell down a well. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, if you'll excuse me, Luthander. I've got like minus two, uh, sorry, minus one strength. I'm really pushing to get up to a zero. Uh, I've been doing push-ups like once a week, working really hard. Uh, right, so, so, Mo- so anyway. Moore's gonna walk off to to chat with her her, her new uh, canine friend, uh, Lathander. Give me a perception check. Uh, eight on the die plus. Seven, fifteen. Rogue expertise strikes again. Uh, so, so as, as Moore walks off, uh, you have no idea what she's talking about. You don't see a dog. What? Hey, <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 Great. Great. That's rad, bro. Uh, oh my god. I, okay. I'm. I assume I can hear. Um, Adwale smashing some stuff in the tent, not being renowned for their yep. soundproofing. I would, I, I'm, I'm going to see what's going on in there. That sounds more pressing, but that is weird. Okay, and uh, so, so and I'm going to yeah, yeah. oh, go suggest ahead. that more, more. Hey, can we? I just got to say to more. Can we not? Can we work this out later? Not like completely split up into like we're in two at the moment, two groups. Can we keep it to that? <sighs> Fine. Uh, and where's this dog? I mean, where's... Oh, let's talk later. Right here. I, I, can't, I can't see the dog. There's no dog there. Let's the dog later. barks happily up to you uh, more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very funny, Luthana. Is this because I punched you? Like, come on. No. I, I, there is... There, let, let's, find, let's find someone else, and we'll see if the dog's there, and if it's... Anyway, let's go... Uh-huh, at, very funny. Adwal is smashing stuff in that tent, which doesn't sound good. Let's go find out. Let's go. Lead the way. All right. And, uh, so in the tent, you see the the partition drawn back, the <laughs> altar upended, smashed into, 
ape Anton face first in the straw and Adwale raging out uh, over the body of the man whose throat has been cut. Oh. Oh. We don't want to revivify, do we? It's not that. We're not going to waste a revivify. You can check to see if he's actually dead first. I would. I would suspect. Why be thorough? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. Well, well, first of all, who who are you revivifying? (laughs) Wait. We're not revivifying anyone. Sorry. Sorry, Edwally. Yeah, no, Adewale hears nothing except for the uh, unyielding rage of not being able to rage. That's pretty sounds deep like right com- there. That sounds like a complex moment in life. Yeah. It's literally me. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go check if he's dead. Or do you want... Hey, hey, we should check our... Yeah, we should check our... You can take that body. body. I'll take this one. How about... Okay. Okay. Um, Okay, which one's that body? Which one's this body? I'm going to go. Oh, that's what I was about to ask, but I think they're about to resolve that. I'm going to go check out uh, the guy who probably had a heart attack. All right, I'll check out uh, Mr. Throatcut, if that is his real name. It, it, it's not, in fact. Um, but all right, uh, more. Uh, give me a medicine check. Okay. Uh, dirty 20. Yeah, so uh, so as you, as you roll Anton over, you know, a little... Flex of straw stuck to his, his mustache. Uh, he is, is breathing shallowly. Uh, it looks like he's he's had some sort of incredible panic attack that just collapsed him onto the floor. He's not well by any means, but he's also not dead yet. I'm just going to teenage sigh and just start shaking him. Why are adults so useless? And just see if I can wake him up. I think that's probably... Jolt him awake, like, oh, why are you shaking me? Can you, can you please just get a hold of yourself, man? My heart, I just can't take these shocks anymore. Okay, why don't you go outside and take a deep breath? Okay. As okay. he gets up and says, the straw still stuck to his face, he just shuffles numbly out of the tent. As uh, Lathander, you uh, give you a medicine check on uh, your. Assigned corpse. <laughs> you use the word corpse. That does suggest the outcome. Uh, it's an eleven total. I am so it, not uh, the medical expert required. So you're not a medical expert. So you, but luckily, it's pretty obvious this person died not too long ago, but a bit ago from. Massive blood loss from the throat. What you do know is that you can see that there's a uh, an impression on his forehead, like someone was was trying to study themselves, and the cut itself looks really shaky. Like whoever was doing this either either wasn't particularly strong or wasn't particularly skilled or was incredibly nervous about doing the act or some combination thereof. Uh, I'm going to see if I can spot any other indicators as to who might have done this. I don't know what I'm looking for, though, so... That will make your role more difficult. It will. Uh, I, uh, specifically, I'm going to look for... Uh, is there anything where clothing might have caught, uh, when someone was entering or leaving, um, footprints? I mean, it's a fairly highly tra- high-trafficked area, so... Uh, it does. It does look like the. You can't see specific prints, but it does look like the straw was disturbed. That somebody had lifted up the tent uh, flap from the side where the partition was, and then snuck in to the, without Anton being aware of it, murdered this person, and then left the same way. Okay, I'm gonna lift the side up uh, just a little and have a look through. See if I can spot anything on the other side of the tent. You look on the side, it's just the, the, the vast swath of the carnival all laid out for you. Okay, but I can't see anything in the grass, any impressions, no mud. Okay. Uh, nothing nothing that you'd, you'd be able to pick up as a definitive clue. All right. Well, I can't dust for prints. That's that then. If you weren't level one, then you might have speak with dead, but you do not have access to that this time. Okay. 
what do you think? Or, uh, what did this? What do you think this guy knew that they wanted? Someone wanted him dead. You're good at keeping track of stuff. <laughs> he probably, I don't know, could identify somebody important, or he knew too much, or I don't. GM, do we know anybody in this um, carnival who would be able to speak with that, or maybe use a strong cleric of sorts or something instead of us wasting a scroll? So this answer is not going to thrill you, but the best cleric in the the troop is in fact Anton. Ah, okay. Well, my body is alive, so I think we should ask him if he can do anything about your body. Okay. Let's do it. Adewale, are you going to be okay? Adewale, we'll be fine for now. Okay, great. Thanks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out of the tent and talk to the only Antoine, the only person we can talk to. Anton is there. He's hunched over a bit. He's got his hands on his knees, taking deep breaths. <laughs> I'm going to my hands on his shoulders and just more is done by this point of the day. No grass, no, there's no, no softness to this. She's going to look him in the eye. Okay, listen to me. You need to get yourself together, all right? There's a dead man in that tent. Yes, I said dead. And you're the only one who could potentially get answers. So I need you to suck it up. I need you to go into that tent and I need you to get answers. Do you understand? Oh, please don't be so mean to me. <laughs> and as I'm gripping his shoulders, I'm going to cast guidance on him. My eyes go a little bit golden and take a deep breath. Sorry, it's been a very long day and um, I just really want to go to sleep and pretend nothing happened. So if you could please, pretty please, pull yourself together. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I believe in you. Rally myself, but I, I will need aid with this ritual. Well... I will point to Luthander and point towards Adewale. We'll be happy to assist. Thank you. No problem. He takes a deep breath. (gasps) And it shuffles with some trepidation back to the scene of the crime. Meanwhile, at Mother Sylvence's tent, uh, Jericho and Nevitz had just caught up to Vezi. What is your activity over there? Before we enter... um... Nevitz looks up to Jericho. Jericho, if you are willing, I would prefer to leave it to you to do most of the talking through your magic solely because I would I would love to see if you could continue to keep your magics around you at all times so if the manifestation of a greater presence flare shows itself, maybe it will happen directly in front of Nevitz. The, the last two times that it happened, you were showing the, uh, the symbol of... Uh, the unseen star, and then when we were trying to discuss with these paladins. So I don't know if it has a, a divine nature of the gods interceding to send us a message, uh, but to the extent that you can keep your heart and mind in that as you provide her with the, uh, the construct, I think it is the best way. Besides retelling what we've just learned in the last, last hour, the only thing I would really love to put forward to her is Anything she can tell us about the creeping death that the Unseen Star spoke of. And again, it's so tied to everything that brought about your manifestations. I think you are the best to deliver it. Why not? I'll show her the symbol and we'll see what happens. Little Vezzy holds the the tent flap open for you as the two of you enter the darkened, incense-filled room. Mother Silvenza looks up at you from her crystal ball. Come back. It is always... What do have you? Oh, yes. Darkness is touching you. Mother Slavenza, there are many ill omens that are following us. We need to know about the unseen star and the creeping darkness. And I'm going to, like, summon this symbol. It, the manifestations of this symbol, and, like, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now as I'm talking about it, have done weird things to my magic. And as you do that, the symbol flickering in front of you with your illusory script, uh, Mother Silvenza you know, smiles, you're showing the gaps in her teeth. Oh, the child, this is not 
source of your problem. Jinx has granted me the sight. Through that divine favor, I am able to see things for the truth. I see that you too have been touched by a power. It is a power that is enemies. I've seen a vision of a dark ting in the woods. I've seen evil afoot, grasping things, hungry things, things with claws coming up out of the earth, trying to seize you, trying to seize children. You and your friends, my Zatis, you must be vigilant. Maintain your vigil. There are things that you see through young eyes that the older ones cannot. Now this is out of character. The name of the uh, leader guy is Oh, what, what was his name again? Oh, Odal. Odal. Mother Sylvenza, have you ever had dealings with this Odal person? You see a, a, a line furrow in her brow. Odal. No, this this is this is local townie name, not not Hanata's traveler name. Is there there's some clairvoyance you wish? I feel you should speak to him, Mother Silvenza. I th- I think between the two of you, maybe we could figure out and get down to the bottom of this darkness. And maybe you can communicate to him as I know they don't like our kind, but you are our leader and maybe they'll see some merit in that and maybe maybe they'll listen to you explain the gravity of this situation. Mother, I, I think... Jericho always refuses to give script that uh, puts others in a negative light, but this Odal, while he might be someone you can talk to, he also might be someone who was behind the demonic magics that took over the Tent of Illusions. If you do have clairaudience or clairvoyance that you might let us see, there he may well be connected to the the murders, or the attempted murders. We We actually saved the two clergy who were being pursued by people who may or may not be in the employ of Odal or some larger organization that uh, brings him in conjunction with smugglers who have been trying to kill us in person. So if if you can see, he may well be receiving news of a thwarted plan. And if we could see or hear what he might be doing right now, that could be very helpful. And don't forget the, uh, do know how, <coughs> how do you say, do know how dream. One problem at a time there, Luthander. One problem at yeah. a time. <laughs> I've got a laundry list for <laughs> Nevitz opens the journal. Point, ticks point off the first box. Yeah. is, yeah. So Mother Sylvenza you know, waves her gnarled hand over the crystal ball and says, Let us see what we can find. Or, oh Lord Jinx, God of luck and of tricks, what can you find for us? What can you reveal? About this one that my young Zadis call Odal. And as she stares, you can see in the swirling mists inside the crystal ball, the mists begin to glow first softly, but then progressively brighter with a blood red. Uh, meanwhile, what's going on back at Anton's tent? So there's a ritual being cast by Anton, right? Yeah. So perhaps while that's happening, is that um, we could have a chat about this dog? Well, so so Anton, as, as, as Anton pulls out the, the candles, says, Oh my, this is going to be very taxing on my energies. I need all of you to, to assist to ensure that the gods find favor with our call. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> there goes, as he, as, he, as he lights the candles, some... Incense, incense beginning to burn from them. Oh, please, let us let us link hands. I'm I, see. The first thing I thought was Anton might have cut the guy's throat, but we don't. That's not likely, right? You can make an insight check if you'd like. I don't want to waste time doing insight checks on basically everyone we come across. But <laughs> we're here. Oh, that's yeah, it's not Anton. 20. Yeah, right. Thanks. Uh, okay. Wait, wait. So, you just got. Did you say natural twenty? 
Yeah, I really <laughs> made good use of that. <laughs> it's important not to waste it. It's important not yeah, to waste let's, it. Mo- let's just move right along here. Uh, okay. Before, wait, before we link hands, I'm going to quickly say to um, to Moore, can you, is that dog still there? Is the dog still here? No, the dog didn't follow you in the tent. No, of course not. There's a dead body in here. Why would he follow? All right, let's just get him. Smell it. Come on, link hands. All right, all right, all right. Bossy. As, Anton, as, as you all as you all link hands, so who's who's holding whose hand? I, I don't like that this is important. <laughs> this is very important. I need I need to know this. <laughs> but, but listeners Anton. need to know who's holding whose hand. I'm holding Anton's hand. I'm just gonna reach my hand out to see who grabs it. All right, I'll grab Moore's hand, even though she punched me. <laughs> okay, who's who's taking Anton's other hand? Adwale. I suppose I have to actually. Okay. And then, then Adwale and Luthander are holding hands. So it's a nice circle around as, as yeah. Anton, as, as the, the incense uh, begins to roll across the, the floor of the tent. And Anton says, oh, oh, favored and benevolent, kind and wise gods of the Hanatas, please hear our call. Answer our prayers. We all offer praise to you. Thank you for, for testing my faith and giving me opportunities to, to face my fears and weakness. And he, he looks over to, to Moore and says, Your turn. My turn for what? Turn to, to praise the gods. Oh. <laughs> um, we can just skip past me. Uh, oh, it cannot be skipped. It cannot be skipped. This is a ritual. Um, right. Okay. Um, just thank them for testing your patience. Absolutely not. Um, hey, thank, hey, gods. Um, thank you for writing some sick, sick rhymes. I love reading them from time to time. Like, quite funny. Um, Luthander, it's your turn. Uh, Luthander, yeah, I'm taking my cues from Anton. I'm like, oh, um, great and benevolent gods. Uh, thank you for, uh, your, um, Bestowing your favor and wisdom upon the Hanatas, and uh, we wish for your um, your protection, your support, uh, and your guidance at this difficult time. Adwala, it's you. Oh, gods, thank you for not letting me drown in a river and being found by a tribal giants. May I ask one more favor in allowing me to learn of this Sundustin man to hopefully learn of past the end. <laughs> and and as as Adwale <laughs> finishes the praise, you hear uh, you hear a <gasps> as the Sundustin man sits upright, staring forward with unseeing eyes, with his mouth slack. Uh Okay. I'm gonna what? squeeze Anton Anton's hand, like and like look at him, like gesturing towards the body with my head. And I'm just gonna ask. Well, Moore's doing that. I'm gonna say, ask this Sedestan man, who did this to you? Wait, do we get a certain number of questions or something? Do we get any questions? We get a set number of questions. Like, question wisely. The, the, the corpse that. Mutters, I do not know. That's actually a fair point because he's unconscious. That was a stupid question, right? Good job. I'm not asking Ooh. more questions without consulting. <laughs> who, <laughs> who are you, Sondama Surasen? Is that name recognized? The last name recognizable? Yes. I hate that was a fucking DM question, you mother. <laughs> <laughs> that was above the table. <laughs> um, how many questions do you think we get, or is that table talk? Two. No, <laughs> that's not a question to you, Nate. Uh, <laughs> Nevitz and Jericho definitely picked the better option for splitting the party. You guys have fun mm-hmm. with this. Um, um, do you, do you remember 
why you were um, in the tunnels. I'll describe the well, you know, where we found him. Uh, what were yes. you What were you doing? And then the corpse collapses. Wait, what? Yes. Luthander. It was a yes or no question. Ah, oh, damn it. Don't ask yes or no questions. That was helpful. That was good. Great, guys. I just immediately unlink hands. Great. This has been great. <laughs> great. Fantastic. And more just exits the tent to go take a breather. Go talk to her the, dog. And the, the dog's out there waiting for you, tail wagging happily. I just reach out to pet it. You just... It rolls over on its back to expose its belly. Adwale <laughs> is going to step out to, to breathe. <laughs> and he's going to look down. And can you see the dog? Yeah, there's no dog there. Um, I didn't know you like petting dirt, but no, there's, there's no dog. What? Okay. Did Luthanda bring you in on this? Ha ha. Very funny. Okay. It's been a long day. Can we just not? And I'm going to put my hand directly where the dog is. Like, if we're. And you can, and then the more you can see Adwale's hand go through the dog, touch the ground. While back in Mother Sylvenza's tent, uh, as, as Jericho and Nevitz uh, look into the crystal ball, let's see, which one of you is more religious? Uh, I would say Nevitz is, if not religious, uh, devoutly, um, I don't want to say spiritual, but whatever the, whatever the dogmatic mantra of the Hanataz is, like he buys it, like he is, he's in it to win it, like he's, he is a good cradle Hanataz. So, like, he prays to the three gods. And so he definitely follows the rules of believing that they will protect us and that we owe somewhat of an allegiance. I don't know uh, where that compares to Jericho. Jericho's not not a super, super big uh, Bible thumper. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was about to say, Nevitz, if, if you were going to say that you were spiritual but not religious, it's going to send you straight to hell, just all the way down. Uh, I purposely avoided that because I we've had this conversation. Okay, uh, then Nevitz, give me a religion check, please. See if you can recognize something from the ball. Oh boy, that's not gonna do it. A nine on the die plus one for ten. What was the second roll for? Just want to see if I would do worse or better. I did worse, so I'm glad I got that first one. So Nevitz, as you peer into the red swirling mist, you can you can see a brief image forming uh, that's clearly some sort of symbol but you can't make it out and it's not recognizable but you do feel this this twinge in your gut this like uncertain unsettled feeling that you know that whatever that symbol is hiding in the mist is something very bad as i try to concentrate on it it, it kind of Maybe remembering, um, don't break concentration, like as he saw it happen with more earlier in the day, like as soon as she lost sight of what she was looking at, it would fade. He tries to maintain concentration. Does it in any way resemble or remind him of symbols he had seen that day? He's thinking of that tattoo. He's thinking of the symbols they saw over the skulls. Does it remind him of any of them? It does not. Uh, do we actually get to see what's happening in the, the wherever the... Lord Odal is at, or does it not actually go through? So as she continues to scry, you see the, the beads of sweat form on Mother Salvenza's forehead. She she looks up with, the, with this ashen face to Jericho. Zati, this, this person you wish to seek, they are being protected by something. Protected by something foul, natural, cannot pierce through the veil, even with the power given to me by Jinx. This person has crossed your path. You must find a new path. Only sorrow will come mingling with this one. So he's not to be trusted then. You would be a, a fool to trust this. This this is a person who means ill upon the world. Well, he's As, a leader of this town. Then, then she raises a, a gnarled finger. Then this town is not to be trusted. It is good that this dark tide eve that we can leave this place. I sense something creeping, edges, seeking us. Do not think we should linger here. You don't think we should let the people know? Let the people, let the the troop know, of course. We should let the troop know. We should should find, find those 
who can make sure that we are watched and protected. You have done good work, Zati, making sure that you've kept keen eye and kept your wits. These are all very, very good things to have. But you know, Mother Silvenza, perhaps the reason why people think so poorly of us is because we don't help. She makes a little gasp. Child, you have good heart, and for this, I am grateful. All those who watch over Hanatok, we are in danger now. I know that, that Borag, Kray, the others, they would want to know this foulness. We want to do good wherever we go, but the world is not kind to Hanatas, and our first loyalty must be to us. To, to risk ourselves for outsiders, this can only lead to sorrow. Jericho shrugs and looks to Nevitz. Yeah, I mean, Nevitz is having a bit of a an emotional dilemma because I mean, I think he feels emotionally tied to what Jericho is saying. I think you know he has a very young and pure heart, uh, but he is just so indoctrinated to showing respect to elders, especially to to Mother Silvenza, and he just feels uh, awkward right now. Like he doesn't, he can't bring himself to disagree with Mother Silvenza, but he believes truly everything that Jericho is saying. And so he just kind of probably even casts his eyes downward because he just doesn't want to get drawn into this. And he feels like a coward not supporting Jericho, but he doesn't. So the moment that Nevitz stops looking at the crystal ball, Jericho, you see the color of the mist change to a, a swirl of green and yellow. And spinning inside of the crystal ball, you can see a familiar symbol the briefest of moments, but still clear, of the demon mask with the crossed buckwheat. And then it snuffs out. I think Nevitz looks back up, having missed um, the that last moment that Jericho saw, and he would just reach up to, or look up to Mother Silvenza and ask, there are visions that young Vezi has been having about our, our group, that we were consumed by a gooey cube in some unknown place. To what extent are visions foreordained? To what extent is this something we can plan against? To what extent is this something that us dying is written in the in the weave and it is what the universe requires? Well, Mother Salvenza shakes her head. Young Vezi is, is talented and she is truly touched by the gods, but talent is unfocused, untrained. She sees things that she cannot explain or understand. We work with her, but she is so small. I, I would not worry myself of her visions. She might be th- seeing things that happened a thousand years ago or far into the future. There's no control over it. There's, I would not certainly worry about some sort of what you say that she saw to be your doom. Mother, she saw myself and Jericho and our three colleagues being consumed by a gooey cube. By a gooey cube? I'm going to summon a gooey cube behind me, like a like a rotating like gooey cube. It's like just in the air. Vessie was light on the details, but she said it had six sides and was sticky. She said that it it consumed us and inside we were all killed. And because it's it's us and we are still but young adults at at best. Um she was not looking in the past and cannot be that far in the future as we still look like who we are. So she looks again at her big crease in her brow. The, the gooey cube killed you. That that makes no sense. Busy is just child. I would I would put that from your mind. That who knows where she saw such a strange thing. Ma- Mother Silvenza, just not a moment ago you said that sometimes the youth, the Yuntas especially maybe, see things that those of us who are older do not. What is the gooey cube? What is the creeping death? If we are seeing things, while we may be bringing in more information than you can possibly see because it just finds its way to a young heart and younger eyes, we do not have your experience. Please tell us of what these things mean so if we do see them, we know what to make of them. She, she gives a little, you know, a sigh. Zati. If I had wisdom to impart upon you, impart it I would. But I do not know of this gooey cube. What the child speaks makes no sense. Creeping doom. You can see into air. 
chill in the wind, way that the trees and their branches turn to claws and as they sway. This place, especially now, seeing that there is a foul power at work, no good for the truth. Once the sun goes down and we light the lanterns, we must make sure Borag, Kalnasi, Cray, Brayan, they must strike the tents and get to road soon as possible. No good can come from lingering here. Father Silvenza. Um, and I think Nevitz looks over to see if Jericho is still rotating, just various symbols. Like, he he really wants her, whatever is happening, to manifest, but, like, naturally, so Mother Silvenza can see it. Yeah, I think, like, the, the, the gooey cute is rotating, and then, like, the symbols that, like, have been, we've encountered this entire drama, they're, like, rotating around the gooey cube right now. I don't even know if Nevitz even realizes he's getting rid of, is doing it, but, like, he definitely reaches up and, like, kind of grabs on Jericho's non-incantation um, hand and just squeezes it to feel support, just feeling safer that she is there, continuing to try to bring some additional information to the group, um... But and he would look up to Mother Silvenza and he'd say, "This creeping doom. Oh, one part that has just come to our understanding is that there may be a connection between the murders that are tied to the the buckwheat and demon symbol that we spoke of, and that of the Duna Hadin. I, I we know the stories that they want to destroy us, but wh- what is the origin? Why why do they seek out our destruction?" We, we have just come across information of some, either a prophecy or a rhyme, that the light, the luck, and the gesture will come together. And he, he opens up his journal, as Stephen looked at his book for notes, and that if we bring them together to push the sickness that is gnawing at the world before it is too late. A strange blue-skinned woman was having us pass this note on to some other person as a... Uh, some kind of mule. We were, we are, we are currently holding in our position. We, we are looking to find information, but we don't know what to make of it. Is there anything you know about why the Duna Hadin would want to destroy us? As you say that, that every time you mention the the Duna Hadrin, you can see Mother Slovenza wince slightly, as if someone is is jabbing a needle into her side. She. she clicks her, her tongue against her, her remaining teeth and says, Zatis, you must go. Get Borag. Get Kelnasi. Get Brayan. Get Cray. Tell them Troop needs to leave as soon as the Carnavale is finished. This place is no longer safe for us. Of this, I cannot speak more till I have spoken to the gods. Nevitz looks over to Jer- I mean, he's going to politely bow out, but he will stay if Jericho would like to force additional questions or if she's also ready to, to duck out. Think on these things, Mother Slovenza. And if you know anything more that can guide us, we're, we're ready to listen. The old woman waves a, a shaky hand in your direction. Zati, your heart is too good. You must find a way to shield it for those who mean us harm. Pierce it. My friends are my armor. Uh, I mean, with that, I think Nevitz ducks out and uh, he, wait, he waits for Jericho. And I dip out. I nod to Mother Slovenza and follow Nevitz. Is Vessi still out there? So I have some I have some mixed news for you on that, that front. I swear to God, if she has a slit throat, I will jump this table. <laughs> Good news is Vessi is alive and unharmed and still there at the base of the tent. But she is not alone. She is currently in the process of, uh, of watching uh, someone make balloon animals uh, of creatures that seem to be perhaps not entirely anatomically correct. And the person making those animals is your good friend, Zani, who looks up as Nevitz and Jericho come out of the tent. Oh, well, hey, it looks like somebody's got a frown. Maybe we can turn that upside down with some balloons. I blink audibly. Zani, um, <laughs> I'm very happy that you were able to amuse young Vezi. But now is, is not the time. We um, have pressing uh, duties to carry out at the behest of Mother Savenza. Uh, Vezi looks over to Nevith. I mean, really hasn't been that funny, but at least he made an animal. Is 
Steve Zani lean over with the strength and say, Oh yeah, here you go. Here's your very own donkey. He hands it off to, to Bezzy, and she looks up at him quizzically that that look that only a that a small child can give. Like, but Zani, why does it have five legs? And Zani says, Oh, don't worry. Nevitz will explain it all to you. As he slaps Nevitz in the back of the head and, and runs through the tents. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so Seriously. Do you remember that conversation that Mothers of Venza had with you about the birds and the bees? Oh. You talked about it in episode one. I'm just going to, like, gesture to the child, like, for the balloon animal. Busy sends her arm. to have to hand it off to Jericho. Mm. Just going to go ahead and pop the, uh, the fifth leg there. Ouch. There you go, kid. <laughs> there are some life lessons you can take away from that. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> Vezzy... <laughs> I have a strange feeling that there are things at work that are very important to the Hanatas right now. I believe we might be an inflection moment of great import. And I believe that Mother Savenza sometimes speaks with prophecy when not trying. I believe that not only will you become a great seeress, but you might be the seeress we need at this moment. Beyond what you saw with the gooey cube, as you look inward, is there anything you can tell Jericho and myself about what is before us. Anything to do with the Duahadrin. Anything to do with the light, the luck, and the jester. If any of those can somehow coalesce into a vision of what might be awaiting for us, we would use any of your guidance. I feel that Mother's vision may be clouded at this moment. Maybe because those powers that are against us know enough to shield her from the true sight, but you might still have access. As he looks up at you, as as serious a look as a small child can give, really do want to help the troop. I think my powers would be stronger if I had a fresh bag of Humber nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, over at uh, the tent with Anton, what's going on with Lathander or with uh, Moore and Adwale and her dog friend. I think as soon as Etowale says that, and Moore sits down on the ground, she takes out the moonshine that they pocketed earlier. Oh, and I don't know if anyone's ever can relate, if they've ever just been so overwhelmed, they start to laugh, cry. That's what Moore does. She's laughing and crying while she swigs the moonshine and then immediately starts coughing and like, Oh my god, this is awful. Why would anyone drink this? And just starts crying even harder at how awful moonshine tastes. Alright, I'm gonna tenderly take the moonshine away. Um, do you want... Is there... Out of character, is there anywhere I can bring more to where she is not in the middle of the fair carnival bawling her eyes out? Where she can ball her eyes out and semi-piece. Take her back with the dead body. That tent's not being used. <laughs> yeah, I thought that, and then I was like, no. <laughs> As a matter of fact, there are a number of uh, private wagons that the Hanatas use for their sleeping quarters. There's also uh, some tents that are unused in the back uh, behind the seller's row. And so any of your, your wagons are probably your best bet to go somewhere where you can have a fair degree of privacy, but there's also a couple places you can duck into discreetly. Like, none of them particularly close, necessarily, but close enough that it's not... Uh, you, you can discreetly escort her there without causing much of a scene. Can Lysander jump for the set time? For Lysander, I assume we're all out together. And I ask... I'm going to ask more specific... I'm going to say, can you, is this, can you interact with this dog? <laughs> I don't know. You can see it. I don't know. I can see it. Look, there's all this weird stuff happening. Why don't you try talking to the dog? Hey, dog. Hey, dog. No, do you talk with animals thing? The the dog barks happily at you. Okay, I'll just sit here in this spot and cry for ten minutes while I ritual cast speak with animals. There you go. There's a productive ten minutes. I feel like you would not be able to do that while you're, like, hysterically (laughs) laugh-crying. And concentrate on the ritual casting at the same time. I just don't think it works out like that. No, I, I think it does. I think it's you're, you're you're using the laugh cry 
to channel the the Zionthus, the ever flow through you to cast this. So I think after 10 minutes of people kind of like walking by, wondering what your deal is, uh, and, you know, and obviously with Atawale and Lathander there, nobody is going to mess with more, get to give her time as the dog just kind of like happily lays there, like snuggled up against her leg, tail wagging, oblivious to the situation. And then, uh, and as this is going on, uh, Lathander, give me a perception check. Ooh. That is... Uh, 14 on the die, plus 721. So as, uh, as you're standing guard, you see from across the Carnivale uh, the familiar figure of a young woman in a Harlequin makeup make eyes seeing you over there <laughs> with more and then like fast walking, like not quite skipping, but no, faster than like a normal, reasonable teenage walk of, uh, of Taylor making a beeline straight toward you. How far away is she? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's call it about uh, 20 meters. Oh, seriously. Run. <laughs> so Jericho and Nevitz were trying to teach an eight-year-old about the fifth leg on a donkey, and you guys have a way more awkward situation where you guys are at. Again, <laughs> Jericho and Nevitz won in this party splitting competition. Mm-hmm. Hey, And then she, she, she looks over, she, she makes a, a big gasp, like, oh, is she okay? Uh, she's absolutely fine. It's a, it's very complicated. Um, but we really need to focus so I'm sorry we can't talk right now. As a group, that is. I'm sorry as a group that we can't talk right now. Oh! Just no, I'm I, I totally understand. And she she oh. puts she puts a hand in your upper arm and says, like, you're such a good friend. Like, it's it's you just don't find a lot of guys who are good friends. You know, like I it really means a lot that you would help out more when she is ugly crying in the middle of the carnival. I don't know what's going on, but you know, that, that you can stick by her. You're just such a good guy. You know what, Luthander? If 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 Toileen wants to have a quick chat with you, I recommend you get it going while you still can. Oh, no, no, no. It's, o- it's okay. We need to, uh, we need to help more out and then uh, uh, we need to deal with some of those other things. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. So... Anyway, how's more going? Are we at nine minutes and fifty-eight seconds now? So it's still going. She's got some time. She's she's you know it takes Great. a lot Great. of crying. Snot bubbles to get coming that. out yeah. right now. Yeah. That's what I was hoping you would. Yeah. Just <laughs> Nasty. That's what I thought. So, yeah, so while that's, that's going on, uh, what are Jericho and Nevitz up to? I mean, I think at this point, like, shouldn't we meet up with the rest of the group? Feel like that would be our next move. Yeah, I mean, if if Vezi didn't have a response to Nevit asking her to dig down deep and see if there's anything that the the site says about uh, the Zadis. Um, by the way, like at the price of a silver to buy her Humber nuts, that definitely happened. So, like, if she sees more at the Humber net stand, then good on us. Like, he he will bribe this child as much as it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Um, if that leads to more exposition, I'm in it to win it. Uh, if if she was just conning me to get Humber nuts, we've pulled all these cells off of dead people, so I'm not too burnt. Okay. Uh, so over at the, the, the wagon of, of sweets and warm feelings, the, go there with the sills, pass it along, uh, where you receive a, a, receive a nice paper bag full of, of steaming hot Humber nuts that Vezzy eagerly takes and starts eating them you know, one at a time. Oh, this is really helping the visions. Thank you. It's like, ooh, um, I think the visions could also use some noodle pudding. So I was going to say Nevitz gets down on a knee, but that's something Steve would do. Nevitz looks directly into the eye of Vesey. Vesey, this isn't a joke. I have silver and gold that we've pulled from dead people. You can have the money. You can have the sweets. I truly need you to look and see if there's any information you have. I think darkness is coming. I think there's a threat to Mother Sylvenza specifically and to the Hanataz in general. And I think it is something divine 
I think the three who look over us are in danger of being attacked by evil gods. You can have the traits, the snacks. I, do you can, you, I, and he hands over um, a pocket full of silver that he took from what the, we've taken off various bodies. I just need to know. This isn't a joke or a game. This is the most important thing that we have ever done. Bessie looks serious as she's sort of guiltily eating the Humbernut still. Okay, okay, okay. Try my best. If you close her eyes, and as she closes her eyes, you can see her eyes moving behind her eyelids like a rapid eye movement, like she's in deep sleep. And then when she snaps them open, she gives a little gasp. Oh, I think the Humbernuts actually did help because over there at Mother's, Mother Sylvensa's tent, I was getting all sorts of creepy doom dreams that were all really scary and bad, but it turns out that they don't have to happen. What what needs to happen for us to make all of this stop, Bessie? Oh, it's even easier than that. Like, it's what you don't need to do to make the, the thing stop. It's only if, if you do this one thing that, that something horrible will happen. I swear Kendra is more just about the... I saw the eyes light up. Well, what is it? Then she looks over to, to Jericho's script. And, oh, just just make sure that Moore doesn't talk to the dog. <laughs> as uh, as over at the ah! what? Ginger <laughs> mm. needs moonshine now. Okay, let's go. So meanwhile, at the at Anton's tent, uh, as Moore finishes her ugly crying, mm-hmm. uh, the, the ritual completes, and the, the dog rolls over, the wagging his tail, barking happily like. Oh, hello, friend. Friend, friend. Oh, so happy to see you, friend. Was so lonely. So glad to have you, friend. Friend, friend. What, what can I do? So happy to... Okay, okay, more points. And that's where we'll pause for the week. Oh, God. Mm. That's... Well... Wow. Absolutely fabulous. That was the most beautiful frustration I have had in a long time, Nate. Thank you for all that you do to torment. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on Visions Veiled and Violent, a D&D actual play of Gooey Cube's Darkest Dream Adventure from the Red Star Rising campaign. Check out all their amazing content at gooeycube.com. Also a special thank you to Tabletop Audio for providing the fantastic music that accompanied this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please like, rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast and if you can, help us out by supporting us at Patreon. Remember, you don't know the burden others have carried to arrive at your gaming table, so be kind. Safe travels until next week when we return to visions, veiled and violent.